Hold on. Yeah, Start yeah, the podcast because now we got to talk about like all this. I told you, subscription-based model. You're sleeping. Fuck the coaching. I know, right? Do a fucking subscription-based yeah, model. Right. You give That's tips true. of the day. Fam. You know the Discord <laughs> does my investments? I don't invest my own personal money anymore like that. Like Discord just... Whatever I get from Discord by ETS. Uh, how many people you got on your Discord? I have like 30. That's far. And they all pay USD. So if you're smart Jeez. like that, you just do a conversion. Cause, yo, because at the end of the day, whether I tweet or whether I do Instagram, this or that, I don't give a fuck because the Discord's still going. The more people you have, sure, the better it is. But I'd rather just focus on that than like being an influencer, this and that, because I'd rather be paid and have my pockets heavy mm. than everybody knows who I am and you have zero to all Yeah, life. facts. Facts, facts. I'd much rather be like low key about it and have actual money than be putting on social media. And actually be broke. I'm trying to be an influencer, so I can't really tell you guys. <laughs> yeah, Sasha's doing Do you, YouTube. Right I'm trying now. to get that affiliate marketing money, so <laughs> Yeah, affiliate marketing money I'm is joking. crazy. But it's just that it's just because I, I really enjoy it. Like that's why. For me it's like it's something that I really, that's what I'm really saying. enjoy. You actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But maybe you're also just not doing the right type of content for you. Yeah, that too. That too. Because like yeah, you- you know what? I've been doing a lot of research of like there's because there's so much different kinds of content. There's long form mm-hmm. content equals YouTube. There's short form content, TikTok reels, whatever. And so, like some people prefer different kinds of content. Maybe I should you know? do written content because I'm good at like writing and stuff. And yeah, well, exactly. So you are a very good writer, and also if you don't want to show your face, That's the thing, yeah. I know a lot of like it's it's actually a lot more guys that I follow on Twitter who. Just tweet. Maybe I don't know if it's a girl and guy thing, but I, most of the guy influencers that I follow, it's from Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas most of the girls that I follow, they're all on IG, they're all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So yep, maybe it's um, just the type of content that doesn't work for you necessarily. So you have to figure out what content works for you because it's impossible to run a business in 2022 without a, without social media. In my opinion, it's true. It's true. If, if you don't exist on social know. media, you're dead. 100%. But, you know, I don't know yeah. if it's just me or just because I'm tired of Instagram or this and that. I just use Instagram to, like, talk shit at this point. Because at the end of the day, your numbers still run I for you. See your like, story. regardless if you... Ah, oh, fine, I can't. Because at the end of the day... <laughs> I'll say this. I ain't afraid to say My results are there regardless if people know me or not. You know, and that's, and that's yeah. bar none. I don't give no fucks. Like, I could leave the earth tomorrow. My results are still there. Hmm. But at the end of the day, people won't believe you or believe what you're doing unless you're putting it in people's face and that's the part i don't like about social media but i really like every time i post post a story where i'm like showing up my numbers oh people are signing up people are asking information but if it was just me talking and not putting anything and just putting a bunch of content where people gravitate to it yes 100 percent. but my conversion rates wouldn't be the same amount or wouldn't be at the same percentage if i didn't post my numbers and i think that's where like such said like Especially in 2022, I think so many people are just tired of the information. They just want to see the results. Mm-hmm. So that's why you just have to like show your numbers and say, okay, well, fuck, fuck whatever you think. And this is what it is. Either you fuck with it or you don't and get on with the story. Actually, for me, for, for right now, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like people are tired of seeing results and they want the information. They want to know how to do it. it, it it's weird. That's what it is for me. And it used to not be like that. But that's where I am at my point. It's like, I feel like I don't need to post my results anymore. I just want to post. I have a counter. I have an argument to this because me too. Like I've stopped posting my numbers so much because there, there will be some people that are like, oh, well, you're just like showing off or like you're just trying to flaunt your numbers. And not, people, not even about and, showing and, off, but at some point it also becomes unrelatable. In the beginning, you're more relatable because you're getting $100 in sales, $200 in sales. When you get to like... Yeah a hundred thousand dollars in sales per month you're not relatable to anyone yeah. anymore so all the newbies are like yeah, it's, they it's can't too really it's that's, too like intimate that's a good point but i, I get what but you're honestly, saying honestly like because a lot of people ever since i stopped showing my numbers as much and like shop stop showing like monetary you know numbers and everything a lot of people are like hello sasha can you start posting your sales again it's really motivating and somebody even on twitter oh, today, really? he was trying to he was trying to he was trying to scrap with me he's like oh why don't you start showing your numbers or something mm. and i was like i show i was showing my numbers relax, and you guys relax, were mad you guys were pit <laughs> you guys yo. were mad bah, bah, you guys bah, bah, were talking bah. shit <laughs> yo, don't so get it's me, like what, don't it's like started. which one do you want 
nah, exactly see, so it's like which one do you want do they want to see I, the numbers or not that's why it's it's really hard it's really hard you have to kind of i think you need my, to do a mix of both my ego right now because for me i don't give no fucks i'm that i'm that dude i don't give no fucks bro because nobody tell me i don't, I ain't doing my shit bro because i've been doing this shit since i was like 18 years old 19 years old mm. so at the end of the day i got numbers for years and you guys remember <laughs> during the pandemic i used to post what stocks to buy at what yeah. price during the pandemic yeah, yeah. for free for free i think that's from one dollar yeah, that's crazy you know and a lot of people were like oh i'm not gonna consume the information this and that as soon as their numbers results whatever showed up now people want the information but now it's like and you'll see this weekend i went golfing i posted one story all the people are going to react etc etc and they say oh you know show me show me show me but you show your thesis what you're investing in a company or why you're looking at certain industries they won't pay attention so i think that it's like the crap shoots where you have to give them a little a little candy so then so then they could come and then like actually understand and then look to open their eyes to the possibilities but i think that we, when we spoke about a couple episodes ago that's the part i hear about so, social media where you have to like infiltrate their brains with like thirst traps or like just yeah you have to learn things them that don't something. matter and then after we have to give them the mm. the value on the back end mm. it's true yeah there's a lot of ways of i don't doing know it. i think doing both is ideal I don't know why for me it felt like showing my results wasn't as impactful anymore. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I think it, it's because people talk shit, I think. Because some people are like, oh, well, why are they showing their numbers? No, I don't and, like, really get... even care about that. It's more maybe because... I don't know. Yeah, cause, well, I think it's because like we feel like we're showing off. And, and like it's yeah. not an... Like it just it feels weird. It's like at some point because when i first started too i would like i loved like i started posting my numbers but i also like there is a little feeling in you that feels like you're showing yeah, off but it's yeah, like yeah. i'm also just showing off my progress but i think with anything in life when you're showing your progress you're in a way it, it feels like you're showing off you know yeah. so i think some people can be like it's not maybe we don't even care that they're mad but it's like we know that it's kind of like of a it's kind of a weird thing to post i don't know but i don't really care anymore <laughs> because <laughs> because <laughs> honestly like i kind of took a step back because i was just like I, I felt the same way as you chris but now i'm just like now that i have people asking me like hey can you start posting that that's that type of content again i'm like oh so like there were people that did see this as being motivation mm. and that those are the those are the people that i'm gonna stick to because the other people i don't give a fuck <laughs> like i don't care yeah. anymore and like what i'm glad about that though what i'm glad about is that my content did have a shift of being a little bit more valuable instead of me just like throwing numbers in people's faces um i did try to focus on making it a lot more valuable so like at the core of everything i post i'm like okay is this going to bring someone value so i am glad that that's kind of a shift that happened with my posts however i'm gonna i'm gonna reintroduce my my numbers because i don't give a shit anymore <laughs> no nah, I, I fuck with it and I was just going to say, because I think that, I don't know if I posted this story, but it's like, the same people that talk shit, the same people that are going to be watching. And for me, that's why I understood this. Like, at the end of the day, so if I could help somebody else realize, like, what's possible out there, I'm not saying that. And you know, like, I'm not saying I'm the guru. I'm not going to say that. But if my progress could help somebody else throughout that progress, then I did my job. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to do. Yeah. I just want to show there's opportunities beyond what's available to you, regardless of your background etc but i think that you know people and like once i did this like this this post is like you'll think i was flexing but i was you know, stretching yes. dollar. and for me mm -hmm. that's that's my to my core that's what i believe because at the end of the day some people are gonna think i was flexing and good for them other people are gonna say like okay well this is what's possible if you apply yourself to something and those are like such as those are the people where they actually gain something valuable and those are the people who are in my dms asking me questions and this and that so at the end of the day, I think that so much is, is I think that also because that we're from Canada, then we're not from like a big city like New York, Miami, etc. When it's like acceptable seeing people in a Ferrari, this and that. I think that we're in a I won't call it a low key market, but like a secondary market mm. compared to like big cities. Yeah. You know, so every time you go out to eat this and that, it's like, oh wow, who does he think he is? Does he think he's in a different city, etc.? So I think that. It's in the true, back of your you head stand comes out so to, much. exactly it, it comes in the back of your head saying okay what am i doing too much yeah that's a really sad that's like a sad thing to think about because it like it makes you put yourself so much lower to kind of fit the people around you 
um it's hard when you live in a city where like there's no one really striving for anything i guess yeah everyone <laughs> is so quick to pull you back to mm-hmm. to the ground or to humble yeah. Yeah, to humble you yeah but i think there will always be people who don't like what you're posting regardless of what you're doing so i don't know like you just i guess you have to have t- you just have to have like tough skin <laughs> but but like at the same time as we're like saying that like oh well social media is kind of a choice like i think it's so important i think like everyone sh- like ev- anyone who wants to make money outside of their job you need to get on social media because yeah i don't know i think it's like it's no longer an option like you need to do it for a business yeah, business it's, it's, especially like, it's impossible without yeah, it. business in 2022 or maybe you can do it but your business is not going to go anywhere <laughs> that's it like yeah 100 percent. you know and at the end of the day there are industries where you all need we'll say like instagram twitter etc where you need to be actively posting but you need to have a social media presence on every single platform people we're in a society right now where you don't need a business card people are asking what's your ig if you can't see what's your ig and like i don't have ig people look at you funny so, so true building a i want to say like a a profile that gives an appetite for somebody to look through your profile that's what you need to focus on if nobody has the appetite to look back at your previous pictures and your stories and your highlights then you need to look to optimize your social media so that at least when you present your business card aka your ig profile people have something to link have a link to click and look to see what different products or services you offer people have an opportunity to just follow you and look at the things you did in the past and those are all things that work in your progress because those things are used to tell your story mm-hmm. and once you're able to tell your story then you control your narrative compared to people telling other people what they think about you yeah facts. facts that's so true i never thought about it like that like that it would that it's like you're telling your story through social media yeah you're documenting the process um, it's yeah you're documenting the whole yeah. process i think people and they, as of right now in 2022 you still have a choice you can still run your business low-key without posting on social media let's say if you do real estate you're buying properties you don't really have to have social media for that even like i was saying before with mm-hmm. amazon technically you don't i don't need to be posting anything on social media it just depends on how far you want to take your business your personal yeah. brand your image um if you want to take it to that next level then yeah moving forward you definitely have to have some sort of social media presence whether it's on tiktok linkedin instagram facebook wherever it is uh youtube twitter so yeah yeah but i kind of disagree because i mean i don't disagree but um because guys imagine like with like web3 all of these things that are about to be happening in the next five to ten years it's like we all need to be on social media even if but it's that, not for business like i that's feel like like everyone needs to just get on social media because the whole our whole future is literally social media so we're like regardless if it's for business or if you're doing real estate and you don't really like you don't make money from posting on social media it's like just get on social media yeah we've talked about it <laughs> yeah, before but it's like um Social media is now, uh, it's like a virtual game. You, We all have our avatars online. We're all mm-hmm. talking to people 24-7 online, networking constantly all the time. And so I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that everyone needs to be on social media because I feel like a lot of people don't want to. And for me, again, if it wasn't for my business, I would not be on social media. Um, but it, it is a necessity for business purposes um and yeah yeah no because i think that everybody needs to have a digital footprint you know like if you are able to have different avatars like you know my avatar on linkedin is completely different from my avatar Hmm. on ig you know and two different types of clientele two different types of stories two different types of posts you know like you won't catch me on linkedin fucking shit you know (laughs) but at the the end of the day (laughs) on twitter i have twitter i'm not active on twitter like that i should be but i'm just yeah, that's yeah not my you guys need to get on twitter i'm telling you yeah, i'm gonna I'm hire va to do all that shit because i need to automize it's tough to stay consistent but i think i'm biased yeah twitter is my it's my social media so i think i'm just used to it but i think everyone just needs to figure out like what social media works best for them um figure out what type of content like you prefer making because it's true like you you're gonna you're gonna post a different kind of content you're gonna have a little bit or like 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 you were saying you like your what you post on linkedin is a little bit different from what you post on ig like you're not talking shit on linkedin and that's kind of like obvious like even me my linkedin is like way more professional than my twitter 
and my twitter is like twitter is where where i'm not afraid to say anything like even my ig is a little bit more professional than twitter twitter is like i don't give a shit so yeah there's different contents on every uh, different types of content on every single social media and you just kind of have to learn I, i think you can get away with with like focusing on one single social media and like some people they'll you know they'll be like oh they're only popping on tiktok or something and i think that's fine but i think like eventually you need to kind of have social media everywhere because it's like you're missing out but like just like like literally why wouldn't you, you know? i think the people who do it the best i know charles you you have different things going on on linkedin and on ig because on linkedin you're still networking with people who have jobs and stuff mm-hmm. but i think the people who do the best on social media gary v or mozi whatever his name is um it's because they post the same thing on all the platforms yeah so your brand doesn't change from platform to platform it's like Mm -hmm. the same content is pumped out on all the platforms and that sort of consistency is what works Uh, they're just posting as much content as possible and on different platforms 100 percent. then you see well we'll be able to do it like you basically recycle the same content from one platform bring it over bring it over Mm -hmm. bring it over and you basically create ecosystem where you repeat the same thing and you get stuck in people's heads because there's no way of escaping what you're saying. So if your message is consistent, people are just going to gravitate to you. And then, like Gary B said, and that's what we spoke about in the last episode, don't get social media or don't try to make money on social media if you don't have a niche. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a niche, if you don't have an industry where you're just say, I'm good at this, so I'm an expert in this, don't, don't go into it. Because people are going to look at you like this guy is flipping from thing to thing to thing to thing. It's okay to talk about different things once in a while. But at the end of the day, Chris Johnson has a watch company. I barely see him talk about his watch company. Yeah. Like when you're focused on different things, you could be involved in many different things. But stick to one or two topics that you're known for. Dive in deep in those topics. And then afterwards, leverage social media to gain more connections or to gain potential streams of income for those platforms that's actually a gem because i'm yeah, a bit sure, lost cause... right now i'm posting a bit like of everything and a bit of nothing at this time i haven't posted about amazon that much <laughs> and no that's really good i think i need to just go back to the basics and do what worked on yeah. here and just post about amazon 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 oh you guys remember well, you when i was excited like... for amazon yeah go Sasha. oh sorry um Sorry, my AirPods were bugging. I'm so sorry. Anyways, um, yeah, I was gonna say, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Continue. Oh my god. It's okay, go Yeah, I'm so sorry. I was gonna say, I'm so sorry, because my AirPod, one of my AirPods died, so I just had to charge it, and I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no sorry, AirPods. Chris, you're gonna have to edit this out. I'm not editing. This <laughs> I'm <but> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but what? what is about? So you guys remember when, when I started Amazon, and I was like excited. I'm like, yo, this is this is exciting. This and that. Not saying that it was I regret posting those things, but I back I backed away from those types of posts because I let you guys be the expert in those two mm-hmm. things. Like my main focus is on real estate and stocks, and right now because my nine to five mostly involves real estate, I think that's probably gonna be my my expertise because my life is centered about mm-hmm. real estate. Stocks is what I'm good at. Real estate is what I love. So it's probably those two things that I'll have to focus on going long term. But legit, Chris, what I had to do is legit write on a piece of paper okay i wrote real estate i wrote stocks but i'm like okay within those categories what topics i could talk about etfs stock earnings etc 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 and then afterwards well that's that's part two but i'm like okay well within those topics what courses or what products and services can sell on those mm. things and that's how i kind of like did the transition on the transition i'm going now and then afterwards like i have like real estate Excel sheets I'm gonna start selling and things like that that are gonna come from the content I'm gonna post. So I think that's probably for people who want to make money online. I think you have to start from the basic, but really write it down instead of going with the flow. Cause if you have an initial plan, I think it's easier for you to execute long term. Yeah. Why would anyone want to like care about your social media, or why would they care about you if you don't have a specific niche? Like that's mm-hmm. what you have to ask yourself. Like, this is to go back to what Chris was saying. He was like, oh, I'm, I feel kind of, like, lost with what I'm posting. Like, you, you just have to ask yourself, like, why would somebody follow me if I'm just posting about my life? Or if I'm not mm-hmm. posting anything specific? You, you have to give them a reason to, to want to follow you. And also, you need to ask, who is my audience? Like, why are they following me? 
like what is what is the content that they're looking for you have to ask yourself those questions because you need to have a specific audience it's not so much like oh yeah this is my niche i'm going to talk about selling on amazon who do you want to specifically target that's what you should that's what you need to think about so if you want to i mean obviously yeah you're going to target amazon sellers or like upcoming amazon sellers but make that something that's very clear in your mind and then you can work on starting to focus all of your content to those people so every time you post something ask yourself is this like post catered to my who to my to my people that i'm trying to Mm -hmm. post to you know and that's like a really good way to find your niche or like figure out what direction you want to go in and that doesn't mean that every single thing you post like chris johnson posts about his watches here and there like very rarely but he still does you know and he posts at the gym sometimes he's at the gym and i think that's a cool way to kind of also get yourself some extra people on the side because people who like selling on amazon and like the gym they're also going to be like oh cool she also goes to the gym or like oh cool chris johnson also promotes health so it's like it's nice to have a main niche but also have a couple little like sub category niches i guess but obviously focus on that one main niche yeah and the best thing about it is it i think in theory technically it's not even complicated it's not like it's you have two options it's either you add value through entertainment on social media or you add value through sharing information so i think those are the two main avenues that you can take um and obviously for us it's not entertainment it's more like sharing information and adding value that way yeah helping people start their businesses and realizing what's possible so yeah i think i just need to refocus on on amazon and i think sasha we talk about this a lot you last year you you had you had to move um and that disrupted your life a lot this year it's happening to me um (laughs) guys i had the worst year of my life last like last summer was the worst summer i'm not joking of my life like i wanted to die so (laughs) like moving like just the whole like the whole situation of me moving wasn't as simple of of me just moving and for you chris it's not as simple of like as you just moving so Mm -hmm. obviously like when there's a big life event that changes your whole scenery like it's changing a lot of things in your life it's not it's not like something that we necessarily take lightly so it it's understandable that your business is going to be a little bit like yeah it's it's going to get affected a little bit step back a bit i think if you had if you have a nine to five in these moments nothing really changes like that's the sort of good thing about having a nine to five is the stability that no matter what's happening outside of your life you're still getting yeah yeah you you still have to go to work yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's true it's true and like but with this it's like sometimes if you don't i don't know if there's things in your life well it's because it's you motivating yourself it's your there's no one holding you accountable so it's something really bad or like something that's stressful that's happening in your life you're more likely to be like oh well i don't have or like i don't have the time or motivation or the the want to do this right now because so much is going on and there's nobody else there to hold you accountable so of course it's going to be a lot easier for you to be like oh well i'm just not going to do anything because i'm really stressed whereas with a job your boss if you don't go to work your boss is going to be like um (laughs) where are you so that's that's the one that's the thing that makes it really difficult is not having the accountability Um, I wanted to just go back about one thing that you guys were saying about um, content. Uh, Charles, you said that like there's something that you can do to kind of repurpose content like through different social medias and stuff like that um, and like focus on the same niche like within the, all of those different social medias. And I wanted to mention something too. Like, so uh, every social media will have like a different type of content in terms of like not the not the niche. Obviously, the niche will stay the same, but the content itself. But what's really cool, there's actually a girl named Vanessa Lau on YouTube. If you guys don't know who she is, go check her out. She makes like YouTube videos uh, about how to like grow your YouTube and stuff. But basically, she talks about like making different kinds of content. And something that's really cool that I like, I was doing this kind of naturally, but then she really like like broke it down for me. But basically, if you make YouTube videos, you can cut those into reels. If you make YouTube videos, you can you can write out the script of your YouTube video and then use that script as a tweet or yeah, a thread. Yeah, get in tweets. Yeah. yeah. You can Good also point. use your tweets as carousel posts on Instagram. Do you know? Do you guys know what that is? It's like when you screenshot your tweets and you, you do like a slideshow on mm. Instagram. And um, so she was just saying how like there's so many ways to repurpose your content. Um, and it's the exact same content. It's the, like I'll see her exact same YouTube video script basically written as a tweet. and so. There are so many ways to kind of repurpose that content. I just thought it was so, it was like, it's so interesting to see it broken down like that. 
But um, even me, like I naturally started using some of my threads that I've written like last year um, as like scripts for my for my YouTube videos. So I'll go back to my tweets. I'll go find those threads that I wrote, like like I said, a year ago. And then I'll literally use that exact same thread as the talking points yeah, in my YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like there's so many like interesting ways of how you can repurpose all of this content. And uh, anyways, I just thought that was really helpful when I heard that on the YouTube video. Are you saying we should all start our own YouTube channels? Well, me yes, too. and I have an argument for that of why. YouTube is the best type of <laughs> social media to learn right now because it's the hardest one. And long form content is the hardest form of content to make because you're going to be editing instead of editing a, a 20 second video as a reel you're editing like a 20 minute video or even a yeah. one hour video or whatever yeah. and that like if it all starts from youtube like if you make one youtube video a week and it all starts from youtube that youtube video becomes a thread that youtube video becomes individual tweets that youtube video becomes carousel posts on instagram that youtube video also becomes reels so it's like if you learn how to make a youtube video you're going to have the skills to be able to make all of those like short form types of content. And also like you're going to learn so much because YouTube is really hard <laughs> and like you have to learn like editing, mm -hmm. just the just the tech issues alone of YouTube, like uploading and like if you mess up the uploading time and then you don't you don't get to post your video. It's like there's like every day I'm learning something new that I'm like, wow, this is hard, <laughs> but it like it prepares you kind of for the worst. So it's like once you master YouTube, everything else is super easy. Yeah, but I have so a get question, on YouTube. Though, for for people who don't have time, how about this? For people who don't have time but want to have a social media presence, what are ways to leverage social media or lack of time to have a maximum return on investment? Because for me, that's how I break it down. I'm like, I need to have X post, have X number of followers, or to have X conversion, or ta 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 ta. So how can some yeah. people do okay. have a lot of time leverage? social media with a lack of time for maximum results so i don't think it's that complicated let's assume that if you don't have time it means you have money okay because if you don't have time and money then yeah 90 percent of people <laughs> that sounds so discouraging they still have no, a chance no. to <laughs> no they no, no a lot sure of people don't have like, time if you don't have money or time to sit down <laughs> no but if you don't have time <laughs> Then no, no, I get you it, should I get have it, I money. It. You know what no, I'm saying? Chris, you, you give credit to too much people. Too much people are, bro are broke. Because what are they doing with their time then? <laughs> well, are you spending with... like all of your waking hours just chilling? Because I want yes. that life if that's Yo, possible. Bro, you work 37 hours and the rest of the week is like you're chilling with your money. And then you repeat. Yeah, the but cycle. that's what I mean. So so they, they should have money. Or no? No. Okay, no okay, so, okay. So, so for the people who have no time and no money, Yo, I don't know. Let's do the, what we said in a previous video. Buy a pack of water and go sell it individually. <laughs> and just hustle your way up that way. You need to increase your income. But get a second job. How about question. that? Get a fucking, yeah, get a second get, job. Go get a gas station. Yeah. Yeah, get a second job. I mean, I like I hated when I got second jobs, but that was the that was my first introduction to like increasing my income was getting a second Watch job. Watch the that was, like, $500 side easier. hustles video. You can do that Facts. too. Drop the link. Um. Yeah, we'll put the link in the in the description. But to answer the question, if you don't have time and you should have money, or even it doesn't have to be that much, you can just hire someone uh, on Fiverr. You can pay people very low amounts to help you run your social media for you. There are social media agencies, but let's say you just hire uh, an assistant um, and you pay them you train them you tell them what you want them to do for you and you oversee their work um a lot especially in the beginning you oversee them as much as possible until they get it and then you can sort of leave them to their own devices and then you trust them with your social media and they can post content for you um but yeah does that make sense yeah it does yeah. make sense um i have another idea to add to that so I mean, like when I was working full time and doing Amazon, so I think that would give me like an excuse to say I had no time, right? Like I was running a business and working full time. So yeah, I was. Me. Yeah, but. In the early days, no, because I wasn't touching any of the profits mm. and I was just living. I, I have I have a lot of bills like I pay a lot of bills 
So to like, I could argue that technically, no, I didn't because in the early days, I wasn't like in the first couple of months of your business, you're not making that much money. So anyways, basically during that time, I was also posting on Twitter and what I really like about Twitter, I think Twitter is kind of the best place to start when you're like, when you're really, really from starting from, from the beginning, because, or like, if you have no time, because Twitter, you don't have to show your face. You don't, you do not need to go like, at least for, for me, like when I, when I do YouTube videos, I go put on makeup and I make sure that I look presentable. Right. And it doesn't even have to be makeup. You have to go get dressed. You have to go do your hair. And I think that alone takes a lot of time and it's like to always look presentable even us doing this podcast every week I'm like oh my god I have to make sure I look good on Tuesdays you know like that's a thing that has become like important in my life because I'm like shit I gotta look good on on Tuesdays and it's it's time consuming so I don't know it's like I think Twitter is a really really good place to start because you don't have to show your face you don't need to look presentable all you're doing is sharing information and like a lot of things that you can do to find inspiration of what to like what to tweet like if you're not somebody that's naturally good at writing and you're like well what am I going to write about obviously find a niche first but go watch like or go listen to podcasts watch youtube videos go listen to podcasts read books a lot of the tweets and threads that I've come up with or like inspirational things that I've been able to come up with a lot of the inspiration came from books podcasts things like that so yeah, if you have no time, I mean, obviously this still takes work, but there's less preparation. You don't have to go make yourself look good. Also, when I first started Twitter, like while I was working at my job, I would literally be on my phone writing tweets or doing something. So if you have a job that's like a little bit flexible where you can be on your phone, then at least like because you can't take a picture of yourself at your at your desk at work and make it and make a TikTok. Right. But you can go write a tweet <laughs> and if you're waiting for your doctor's appointment, you can go write a thread. So I think tweets are very, very like easy to to get out because there's no visual content. What's what I mean? And there could be visual content, but most of it is just words. Um, also with Instagram, like sometimes I struggle with Instagram because it's like it's pictures, and like sometimes if my room isn't perfectly clean, I'm like, oh well, I don't want to take pictures of my room right now because my room's a little bit messy. Whereas I can tweet every single day without having to make sure that I'm always 100% presentable. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you can also schedule tweets. So if you don't have time, you can pick a day, a couple of hours where you you can do this either on Twitter or desktop. So on the computer, if you go on Twitter, you can do this. You can schedule your tweets. And if not, Sasha knows of some apps that you can use. I'm sure she can give some apps. Uh, but you can schedule your tweets so you can prepare tweets while you're at your desk like she said put them in your notes that's what I do I put them in whatever goes through my mind whatever I want to talk about goes in my notes and then once I have a bunch of tweets um, I just schedule them all and then let them go and they get posted automatically for me and that's how what I used to do or what I'm still doing yeah the app that I use is called buffer it's completely free and like I just schedule, I, I usually schedule four tweets a day and um, you can even be at the gym. Like you can be on the, on the treadmill, like writing tweets, like you can literally write tweets from anywhere. So, and like you, oh, anyways, I'm just like, I love Twitter for that reason. <laughs> but um, I think that's the best, but, the best place to start for somebody who has no time. Yeah. But also, like we said, you can't just be tweeting nothing, you know, yeah. you either have to tweet something entertaining or you have to tweet about uh, information. So you have to be providing some sort of value. You can't just tweet yeah. you know, nothing. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, people, if you want like a quick way, try to find a way to have some valuetainment. If you're not posting informational content, look to find memes or create memes that have to do with your niche. That's a quick way for you to have engagement, but also provide value if you're able to do inside jokes in your industry, etc. That's a quick way for you to be able to produce fast content digestible content when you don't have the mindset to divulge all the information possible so i think that's a quick way to be able to scapegoat the the prerequisite thinking and all the planification that it takes to have your tweets scheduled as well you can just make a picture on on canvas post it on twitter have the reaction have the engagement and keep it rolling like that also 
Guys, so do you also remember when early COVID happened? And I don't know if you notice now, but there's a bunch of businesses that shut down. Right? Like yeah, there's of a, there's yeah. a lot guys, of you know businesses that, didn't make make You know the arcade? COVID. There's like an arcade on St. Catherine Street that we all went to when we were kids. There's an arcade. It moved. Did you I guys shut go down? To that? No, it, it, it yeah, moved it's to gone. Laval. What? No, it moved to Laval. Okay, I thought it got shut down because of COVID. But anyways, no, no. that's a bad example. There's, then. Other, <laughs> there's a lot of businesses that got shut. Oh, where I used to work. I used to work at a store. Uh, maybe they moved too, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, I used to, to work at a store for babies. And uh, that shut down too. No, but I think a lot, okay, well, regardless. Pops, a lot of mom and pops businesses, they shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless, no, a lot of businesses ended up shutting down, especially like restaurant businesses who were forced to close for most of the time. A lot of gyms. Um, and what I always say is the reason why these businesses weren't able to thrive is because they did not go on social media because mm-hmm. they have the, no the bus- presence. Exactly. The businesses that did end up thriving, they like you, we saw so many businesses be like, we're offering food online now, or like we have an Instagram page now. And it's because they were all forced to start going online. And so the, the businesses that didn't adapt, mm-hmm. where are they now? They're all shut down. Sure. So this was like a huge turning point, I think, in our world because now all businesses will never make that mistake again. <laughs> Everyone is online. Everyone has an Instagram for their business now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just really interesting to think about because a lot of businesses had social media before COVID. And, you know, the it's like the reach of the amount, like the reach of people that you can that you can actually get with social media compared to just in person is so much higher. There's so much more potential. And I feel like a lot of a lot of businesses that weren't doing that didn't have that reach. Or maybe they were just so comfortable with being in person and being like a local store or something. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of them were missing out on this and they were thinking like in they weren't thinking ahead, you know? And and COVID proved them proved them right, you know? Like they they ended up all shutting down. And I don't know, I think it's just really interesting to think about. And I think it's that's why it's so crucial to have social media for your business now because we don't know what's gonna like now that we saw what could happen (laughs) this could easily happen again and we don't know what the hell the future is gonna hold we don't know what's gonna happen in the future so regardless like being online versus being in store it's like there's nothing bad that can happen no i agree with that then like we spoke about i think Anybody would be stupid not to leverage social media for extra sources of income. Because at the end of the day, you know, and we're seeing all these uh, people getting laid off on their jobs, unfortunately. But if you don't have something producing or a way to leverage relationships through social media, and I think a lot of us make connections because of social media. So I think there are a lot of positive, but you have to use social media to build like a personal brand, regardless of the long-term goal you have if people are able to know you through social media it could bring advantages in the real life and vice versa once they're able to leverage social media you're able to leverage relationship which allows you to leverage opportunities which allows you to leverage profits in the future so i think it goes back to what sasha said having a a mindset to think forward even though i don't like tiktok i'll have to find a way to get on tiktok sometimes you don't have you don't want to do certain things but you have to find a way to be from the people who, especially the younger generation, is having a short expansion time, attention span every single year. You know, now you have like seven seconds or less to get somebody's attention. If not, then they'll just swipe so left true. or go go swipe up. So at the end of the day, having valuable content in a short amount of time that's digestible is gonna be the new challenge for everyone. So if you do have the money, like Chris said, hire a firm, hire somebody who's uh, experiencing social media learn from their doings and try to implement those say i'm not gonna say i'm not saying go pay five thousand dollars because a lot of people are gonna say i'm gonna revamp your ig and they just use old techniques that used to work the algorithm mm-hmm. is continuously changing look to see what people are doing well implement those things in your in your own strategy and then afterwards like such as it's a trial and errors figure out what works out for you figure out the type of content you want to make and then afterwards you all have your fan base. It's better to have a hundred people who are loyal to whatever you do than have two thousand people who are just looking at your stories and don't contribute to your pockets directly. Yeah, don't 
Yeah. So yeah, true. Sure. sure. I think they say once you have a thousand people that believe in your product, if you can get to a thousand people that believe in your product, you're all set. You're all yeah. good to go. Because after that, it's just, um, what, what's the expression in English? Snowball like, effects. Bouche à oreille. Mouth to ear. Oh, is that it? Uh, okay, like, like yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's gonna keep passing on to other people. Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's that's all we need, guys, is to to get a thousand committed, thousand committed people to your business or to your service or whatever you're offering, and after that, it's like you should be good to go. Yeah. Can you guys just talk about like your coaching and how social media impact? the way you're able to have a secondary source of income from Amazon. I know like we spoke about like focusing on one niche and having multiple streams of income from that particular niche. Could you just speak about like how IG or Twitter allowed you guys to have more, we'll see. I'll say like credibility, but it allowed you to potentially scale up your coaching business a lot faster than if it was just word of mouth. Yeah, well, I was actually going to say this. Yeah, I was actually going to say this before because um, I think, Charlie, you mentioned that like you can meet people or something like that. I think you had said like you can yeah. meet people through social media. And I was going to I was going to mention that the amount of people that I've met through social media that like I didn't I never met in r- real life. You know, it's crazy. Like how many people I was I've been able to meet <laughs> and like network with. And it's primarily online. So I think in general like just being able to have the opportunity to meet people online and find all of these like-minded people no matter where they are like I teach people that are from Texas I teach people that are from um I think Chris had somebody from Spain um mm-hmm. I don't think I've had anyone that was on like on the other side of the world but I had at least a lot of people in the US and Canada and it's like I would have never met this person if it wasn't for this and so it's just really interesting that um my business was able to grow so much and I'm able to offer services to people from across the world. (laughs) And yeah, so I think social media played a huge role in that. And like when I started actually doing it, it was never something that I planned on doing, but it was the amount of people that I started meeting and the amount of demand that started like falling into my lap. And so I had so many people asking me like, Oh, what is this? What is this? Blah, blah, blah. And again, these were people from anywhere in the world and that's when I saw the opportunity. I was like, oh, this is really cool that I I think I started by teaching somebody who is in my city. But then once I started like speaking to people outside of where I live, that's when I realized like, oh, I can actually this can this can grow like to the point where I'm teaching someone from anywhere. And it and just knowing that I'm able to get the reach of people from all over the world shows how much potential your like a coaching business actually has, because you can teach people in your own city and there's usually going to be a cap to the or maybe not but like you're, there's only so many people that live in one city you know whereas if you can teach everybody in the whole entire world and it doesn't matter where they're located it's like the potential of this business is so high so that's what I kind of noticed once I started having people from random countries messaging me I was like oh wow I can actually grow this into something real and so that's what made me kind of pursue it a little bit more because I saw I saw how like how much social media is allowing me to grow this and yeah what about you chris yeah of course not i think it's true like before i don't know coaching was very limited or consultation services or things like that before the internet i can't even imagine like you were only available to the people in your you in your village physically. yeah yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> and now we can reach like people in europe people in australia people in the u.s yeah. people a bit everywhere in the world and it's just crazy to see that a lot of people want to start an amazon business so yeah it's never something we planned it's never something i thought i would do to be teaching other people how to do what i do a lot of people were telling me why are you even teaching like why are you even telling people how to do what you do um but it's just because like sasha said there was so much demand so many people asking what is this what are you doing how are you doing this Um, and so from there we started it and can you imagine like 40 years ago if somebody thought that this would ever be a thing like random kids on the internet like learning how to sell on amazon and teach people how to do it (laughs) like if you really think about it nowhere there's literally nowhere else that you can learn other than from the internet for this specific thing exactly 
it's not like like it's this part. was not a thing 20 yeah. 40 years ago it's it's yeah. crazy to think about that because i'm sure our parents and our grandparents are like what is happening <laughs> and that's gonna yeah. be us in 40 years from now we're gonna be like holy like what's happening to the world everything is progressing so quickly because there's opportunities that exist today that didn't exist 20 years ago that people never even would have imagined were even possible yeah a hundred percent you know and to go back you know I th- we spoke about like ways to like leverage uh, your social media presence but if we were to like if somebody came to us and said okay guys i'm like 27 i i'm a nurse as a full-time job i'm trying to teach other nurses or try to teach health online what are the first steps or how can i leverage my brand to make money outside of my nursing practice what are some tangible things that we could say start with this and i'll lead you to have xm x amount or x things in the future so this nurse is trying to like she wants to learn how to teach like nursing skills right online or just build a like a platform teaching like yeah yeah something well, is she yeah. uh, a self like is she a self-employed nurse or no works for a hospital works for a hospital well, i don't think we have to think about it that technically but like let's just say she wants to build a brand <laughs> about nursing <laughs> no because no no i get your question but like let's just say she's just like she wants to teach nursing online okay or like it maybe it's not such a serious topic like it could be something that's a little bit less like professional you know but um but don't you need a nurse that the reason i was asking is because you need a nursing license or something yeah but what if she's teaching just start but what if she's just teaching like like little skills like oh if you're just like oh yeah if she just wants to share the information that she knows like something that you don't need to like actually have that you don't need permission to actually teach someone like to like you're not teaching them how to do surgery or something you know like just something like little something help let's just say health so what i would tips yeah yeah, so what I would tell her first, number one, is like like I said earlier in this podcast, is figure out who's your audience. So number one, ask yourself who is going to be your audience and like why would they follow you? So those are the two questions you should ask yourself first. Write it down too. Write, write down a bunch of ideas. Figure that out once you've settled on exactly, okay, I'm going to do health. And you know you can have some subcategories on the side, like you're doing health, but you're also going to do like nursing practices or fitness and like three other little subcategories so make sure you have your number one and then you have like three somewhat related things on the side that's what i would recommend and then start posting content and make sure that every single thing that you post at the core of what you're posting is valuable it's valuable to those people like i I, like i already said this before but that's like i'm gonna say it again because that's that's literally what i believe is is the recipe of how it's gonna of how you're gonna build a brand and how you're going to attract people. So start posting valuable stuff. Make sure it fits the audience that you've already decided that you're going to have. And like once you're clear on that audience, making content shouldn't be difficult. It should be quite easy because you know exactly what, like you should know what they want. Um, but also, we've touched on it earlier. She has to also decide what type of content she's going to make. Yeah. What type of content is she good at? So that changes from person to person. Facts, she that's might true. prefer to write. Um, so she could start a blog she might prefer to be in front of the camera so obviously she can go on youtube um so she has to really you have to analyze yourself before yeah. starting something like yeah. this you can't you see you can't force it too much either you have to really yeah. self-analyze understand what you're good at what you're not good at and that'll just make things easier for you um in the long run i will combine the two like what sasha said and what you said is yeah, definitely. It's Perfect. all hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. What I would do, even if I was pretending to be on a podcast, I would just legit clip myself talking about the subject I'm good at. Mm. Make wear five different t-shirts, make five different videos that I post mm. online. Take the same video, put it on the blog, start writing about it in more details. So yeah. when you start building your credibility, you just repeat the same thing. And then afterwards, yeah, people come to you for a specific advice. We see it or we saw it when, remember back in the day when like, Men fashion like came out like 2013 2014 like the yeah. guys will wear suits the yeah, shoes yeah. the you know and they'll tell you exactly for what reason you have to wear it i think that's not uh or that's lost but i think that is misused so basically that's what i would do and then afterwards just try to build a community try to get other nurses do it guys at the end of life is really useful whenever you're able yeah, to post sure. little little bits of what you do in your day I think that's what makes people relate to you more. Regardless if it's 
motivational or they relate to or they have questions. Every time I'm able to post something about my life that has nothing to do with my specific niche or it may relate to my niche in some way, I get more feedback on that than it's than my other posts. So I think that yeah, if so you're able to do a mix of those things, you'll be able to build a track faster. And that's one thing also, like, at least for me, my strategy is to give you as much as information as possible, build a credibility, then you ask for the monetary value afterwards. Because once you're able to yeah. say, I trust this person, this person has proven to me that they're able to help me out, then I can ask for help, you know? And for me, I was posting stock tips during the pandemic. I didn't know, well, I knew it was illegal, but I was like, oh, well, people need help. Once I understood that, like, you know, this ramification for posting that things online, I took that same concept elsewhere. Now, I won't say stock advice, I just say it's for educational purposes only. You know, and you do what you want with that information. But I think the moment that you're able to build a, sh a tribe and we don't have 10K followers, you know, like we're able to have some part of like 2,000 followers and have a community of people that support what we do and are able or are willing to give us dollars because we prove that we have a certain expertise in a certain niche. So I think people have to establish, even if it's not your niche, do whatever you're good at in your 9 to 5. If you're good at write emails, start showing people how to write professional emails. Like, take the task that you, you do the most or you're good at that in 9 to 5, leverage that into your niche. Yeah, that like, take something. Yeah. yeah, like, take something that you're good at or take something that you found success with and just start posting about it. And and the more you post about it, the, and like, people will start to... Like, if you put this, the title of what you're doing in like your your bio on your on all of your social medias people will, will search for these things and then they'll yeah. eventually find you um because they're going to be searching for whatever health fitness whatever and then they're going to mm -hmm. find you so i think that's another way also charlie you said um Gem. yeah you 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 had also said like follow other nurses that's a really good one too because when you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are also posting the same content as you or the same niche as you one, it helps you get more ideas of what to post. Number two, it helps motivate you to keep posting. And number three, like if you're friends with, for example, if if somebody follows Chris because they're like, oh, I saw this guy tweet something that was really valuable. And then they see that Chris is also friends with me because he engages with one of my posts. They're going to be like, oh, well, who is this girl? I'm going to follow her too because she's talking to this guy, Chris, who I really trust. And so mm -hmm. the more that you show yourself in your space of your niche, and the more people that you engage with who other people know as a guy who's or a girl who's really good in that niche. And if you're associated with them, they're going to also trust you just because they know that other person. So I think that's a really important um, uh, or like a really good idea as well as like to surround yourself by other people who are also in that same niche. Mm -hmm. And two things. First off, I think we all do this. Putting in your bio, I help people do X. Mm. I think that once I started doing that, I think that's probably the game changer because Two things. If people are going to ask you what you do exactly, and then you give them a whole brief of what you do, or people are going to understand exactly the niche, and if they resonate what you're trying to do, they'll follow you right away. And like Sasha said, I think that's probably the best way. Your bio is probably the most important thing. Good that's headshot true. for your profile picture. Put your industry that you're in, and last week we spoke about entrepreneur finance, if you're on IG. Put yeah. a specific <laughs> industry that you're in. But also put a link tree if you have too many things that you offer. Oh yeah, link tree is all so helpful. That, yeah, I think those are all things that provide. Or if you have a website or a service, put in your link, in your link in your bio. And I think those are all things that just convey to people that you're actually serious. Because there's a lot of spam accounts, etc. And like just engaging the fact that you're serious and this is what you do, even if you have 500 followers, I think it just provides you with credibility. And For the second sure. thing I want to say. Is that for people who don't feel comfortable because they have like already a pre-established IG or they have a pre-established Facebook or pre-established Twitter, go create a new one and start over. You know, that's what I did. I have to, yeah. one IG for my personal and one IG for my was investor. And I think that's probably the best thing I did because, you know, like I don't feel like or not everybody from my old life needs to know what I'm doing right now. But yeah, that's fine. by doing so, I was just able to concentrate on that. They feel any type of way about or conflicted if I had to post a certain type of content and more people gravitate to that and people from my personal IG follow me on my 
other IG. You know, so it's like the people that want to see the your investors, content, they're gonna follow e- you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, at some point, with the investors gonna be my primary IG and my regular IG is gonna be my my like my Finsta at that point. Yeah, and I have a tip on that. Like, don't if you're doing that and you're creating a new account, don't spam your friends or your current followers to go follow that page because it doesn't work like that anymore. No one cares about your new page. Um, and the internet is so big and so amazing now that you'll get strangers that'll follow you if you start posting the right content. If you start posting reels, let's say on Instagram, you'll get strangers following you. And those are the people that you're aiming to bring into your brand. Um, I think that, yeah, spamming your friends to follow your page does nothing in the long run. so so yeah and also your it's your yeah like your friends aren't the ones that are usually commenting yeah your friends won't be your customers (laughs) so it's like they're not gonna buy your service it'll just actually make the ratios of how many how many followers you have versus how many supporters you have actually further apart because you're gonna have a bunch of like ghost accounts your friends who don't actually care about your content who are not gonna they never ask to be there so yeah with like for for us for example the, the the podcast i don't think any of us asked anyone to go um, not really follow no. our page like i never asked anyone any of my friends like go follow the podcast because like i don't care if they follow it or not me we'll too like i want somebody i want the person to actually want to see our content yeah exactly know? exactly yeah so, 100%. so it doesn't work like that anymore before that was like a strategy but i think that strategy is a bit dead now because those people that know you are not your customers at the end of the day they're just people that that know you and that's it yeah yeah, and one tip, because that's a good tip, though. If we're able, or if you're able to link up with, like, two, three people from your, your industry who have the similar niche, try to do a giveaway, you know? Say, follow mm. these three people, comment three people on your, in the post, and you'll give away something that's to you in niche. I think that's probably, mm-hmm. for somebody who just started out a new Instagram or new Twitter, I think that's probably the best way to gain some followers, gain some traction, and then your posts are going to carry you forward to having the expansion on those platforms i don't know how it works on tiktok but i think for twitter and ig i think those are two good ideas that could be actually implemented yeah i see a lot of people doing that like like some a fitness girl will join with like a a girl who does nails and then someone who sells like healthy food so like it's a whole package of like wellness stuff (laughs) and then they all do the giveaway together it's a really really good idea because it's bringing attention to like all three accounts from everyone's specific audience and so the people who are into fitness they're probably they're probably also into like the beauty stuff too a little mm-hmm. bit right and also into like health healthy food so it's like you're bringing a niche that's not necessarily in your niche but it's like a sub category i guess of your niche into your into like your audience which is pretty cool so um yeah it's like you can bring people who typically wouldn't normally be on your page to your page just by doing that it's a really really good idea but it's also a double-edged sword because, again, with giveaways, it's like... They're only following you because yeah, they want to win. <laughs> they're all, Exactly. They follow mm-hmm. you because they, they want to win. And then after that, they don't No, really but you know they, what? They might unfollow. A lot of times... It's true. It's I think true. people a lot forget of... to unfollow. Forget yeah. to unfollow, yeah. But it's like it should... You really need to be doing giveaways, like you said, in your niche. Because at least mm-hmm. that gives you higher chances of it's them true. sticking around Yeah, after. as long as they're like similar. It's like, yeah, if it's nothing to do with what the person actually wants to follow, then... Even if they don't all follow, that's like a useless follow. Yeah. You know, it's not like... Well, maybe you could pique their interest later on. <laughs> but uh, um, Yeah, it could be potential. But, yeah. but also, like, I've stopped... Like, I think when, when giveaways first became a thing on Instagram, everyone was like, oh my god, giveaways. But now, like, when I see a giveaway, if I don't really care about the product or the company, I don't follow them because I don't... Like, I just... I follow way too many people on Instagram that, like, I just... I'm like, ew, I don't want to follow them because I don't know this company. I don't care. If So if it's something that I really don't like, like, Still I'm not... Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's something that I don't like, like, I'm not going to follow them. So I think a lot of people are using that. Like, a lot of people don't follow account accounts that they don't want to follow because, you know, like, I don't really care about my, like, Instagram ratio, my follow following to follower, but a lot of people do. So imagine... So either they unfollow you afterwards or like, but I, but even like from my experience, like I just don't follow pages for giveaways that I don't want to follow. If I like their, yeah. what, what they actually offer, then I'll follow them. And maybe I'll still unfollow them later on, but at least I got to learn about their brand and I got to, they could potentially get a new customer. No, I think it's, 
it's very insightful. I just like wanted to add, like at the end of the day, people, if you're looking to have multiple streams of income, a lot of it has to come with like social media, you know, at the end of the day. And here, here's a trick. This is what I started to do. I need to get back to it. A lot of people are depressed at night. No, as soon as 10 o'clock hits, a lot of people have their feelings. A lot of people are <laughs> contemplating life. A lot of people are hating that relationship. Th that's the time you make your money. And also what I started doing is that I started posting stories at like 10 p.m. until 6. Because those are when the people stay up. No, a lot of people are yeah. thinking about how they're going to pay their bills, etc., etc. <laughs> and like think of it as like an infomercial. Where you're just providing them an opportunity <laughs> to change their life. And you give you give them like a discount, and then afterwards, six o'clock hits, you take it away, and you're back to your regular schedule programming. So that's if you have a service to offer that could potentially, I don't know if it's like a tax plan, if it's a budget planner, if it's Amazon FBA coaching, like you put it from ten to from ten to six, people gonna be yeah, like, that's shit, crazy. that's my opportunity. Is that what those late night infomercials were? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the way it worked. I made my most money uh, on that because people are like, "Shit, let me just join." You know, like they'll look at it throughout the day, but at night, bro, you lonely. You don't know what you're gonna do with your life. That's I'll, so funny. I'll just stretch my hands. <laughs> but you guys remember on TV, like if you stayed up late at night, there was those blue background infomercials of like selling you a hundred percent. If that's the actual marketing strategy behind it, that people are depressed at night, that's actually so funny. That's what yeah, it is. for real. That's so smart. I didn't know that's that. That's what it is, because that. that's, that's when you buy the genius. most useless things. That's it's when you're bored and lonely. <laughs> remember those people, the, the girl talks at night? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Like, like call this number, you'll have... Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's for the people who have nothing to do at night when you're lonely at hell. You know, yeah, so yeah. when you're lonely at the house... That's funny. Hey, you 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 want to do uh, you want just to look for advice or from guys from life, and you know like for me that's probably that's, been that's like the so most funny. <laughs> the best strategy I was able to implement the last few months. You know what I've been doing? It's kind of similar. Um, I used to be like like everyone used to always be like, oh, don't post on like Friday and Saturday and Sundays because everyone's out having fun. But then I started like I saw I saw someone post this. I wish I could remember who it was, but they had said like. Don't be afraid to post on those days because you're going to attract the audience who is also thinking about this. Like they're not they're not out having fun on the weekends. They're actually they're also thinking about the same thing as you. And so mm -hmm. uh, I started like still somewhat posting on weekends and like and like even on a Friday night. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I have a banger post. But then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to post it because like everyone's out right now. But you're going to attract those little people that are by themselves right now in their room, depressed, <laughs> not necessarily mm -hmm. depressed, but just yeah. like it's there's certain people who are on social media because the people that are on the same vibe as you. Exactly. Like, and they're not out right now. They're they want they want this content. So it's it's like yes. it's like in a way it's like they're going to relate to your content even more because you're posting it on a Friday night because they wouldn't expect anyone to post on a Friday night. And they're going to be like, oh, wow, it's fine. There's finally someone on the planet who also wants to do do this type of stuff on a Friday night. So you're really going to attract those people a lot more. Um, and when I read that, I was like, that's the best advice I've ever heard in my life. And it's so helpful. I had posted something about it and I had so much like good feedback of people saying like, yes, please keep posting on like Fridays or blah, 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 like something like that. And, and, and it's just like, it's like when you post at those weird times where like you think you're not supposed to post sometimes that's when you can get the best audience yeah yeah i think overthinking yep. your content like that might be like a number one killer for why your page is not progressing because you're overthinking everything like that like oh no i'm not gonna post it this time because at that time it'll perform better or whatever bro just post like it's and i'm guilty of this in terms of i don't post enough on social media or when i do it's inconsistent so on some days I post a lot and then I go ghost for a week. Um, <laughs> and so, so that's not great for me. What I like to do is like, I like to post the most during the week and then chill out over the weekends. Yeah. And then it's just funny to see the comparison where everyone is just quiet on during the week. Um, so it's super funny. And then everyone's like having a great time on the weekends. But then it's like quiet during the week. So I like to post when it's quiet during the week because for me, that's everyone's not, watching. It's not, yeah. yeah, everyone's yeah, watching and it's not quiet for, for, for us because 
we actually like enjoy what we do and oh because like because uh, we're posting on the weekdays when no yeah, when exactly. no one else is posting yeah it's true yeah because you're you're actually doing like what you love to do and so you you're posting about it and then on weekends it's like it's more personal like yeah. whatever i'm doing on the weekends is more personal that i don't have to share it all the time yeah so it's literally know? like the opposite yeah it's the opposite of what other people are doing where yeah. it's like during their business hours they're not posting anything because it's their nine to five there's no need to promote that on social media and then they promote their personal lives yeah. um on social media during the weekends yeah which you see yeah, that's yeah. interesting I, I agree with chris, uh, with chris and that's my strategy at the end of the day people lose especially during like oh, 11 to 1 prime time and sometimes i'll post story one minute apart from each other because it's like people are basically trying to tune out whatever they did prior to lunch and mm-hmm. i'll be on instagram just trying to like swoop through stories so if you're able to put a banger then that's where you have the most reactions you know so at the end of the day you have to pick or take advantage of peak hours throughout the night to five schedule before yeah. before nine during lunch at three to four you know if you're able to take advantage of those peak hours and like base your posts within those time frames especially during the week you're able to have more engagement because that's when you have most eyes on the app at, at one time yeah that's true yeah all right guys i'm breaking up with sasha <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yo first off first off first off first off first off <laughs> This this is overflow right here, bro. This is overflow. I, we need to have a contract in place in case that happens. Like I need to have like what what, what bro, happens when get divorced? We talked about it. We talked about it. Sasha's like, no, there's no way I'm doing the podcast anymore. Fine. Like, I need, to, I, need, I need equity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we need to talk about can, this, bro. I need you, like equity or stuff. Like that. Wait, but let me finish the actual. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you gotta keep this in, though. You gotta keep it in, though. Uh, there's no way. There's no way. No, fam. Uh, I gotta do, like, bi-weekly podcasts, bro. <laughs> for real. All right, guys. Well, thank you for watching Until Gems. Um, this has been another great episode. Leave any comments if you've enjoyed our content this far. And we will see you next week. <laughs>